0: And now for Part 2 of our Carton Carroll Special Edition, in which the floor is turned over to Tim Davis. Buckle up as Tim presents his list ladder and potential strategy for this coming trade and national draft periods. And if you haven't had to listen to Part 1, in which Fab and I take a look at the on- and off-field fortunes of the club between 2009 and the present day, you can do so via the feed you're listening to now. As always, throw us a follow a like. Hit us up on Twitter at Prender one word, underscore cast. And as always, enjoy. Thank you very much. So now we turn proceedings over to Tim. Tim's going to take us into the future. How exciting is that? Um, where do we want to go first? We've, we've, we've tasked you with putting together what we've called the list ladder.
1: Um, And I have looked at our list ladder um, with the premise behind that for those that have never sort of really considered or thought about it is basically ranking 1 to 45 of the players on our list of their relative importance to um, the plight of the Carlton Football Club moving forward. So, um, and obviously when you talk about players like Arcade Simpson, you know, he'll probably still play footy next year and he'll probably still be really, you know, have great output. But as far as, you know, the, the game plan moving forward, uh, you'd never say that he's irrelevant, but he obviously just doesn't rate as highly. Yeah, as... he's less
0: important.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's a measure of importance. And, you know, we're, we're obviously, you know, a lot of what we're doing here is, is you know, hopefully tracking the, the rise and rise of the Carlton Football Club. Um, so with that in mind um and and it's always a bit subjective, and how do you see things but um, it's terribly objective yeah terribly <laughs> objective exactly right so my my number one, and um it's I don't think it is contentious. I put number one, Patrick Cripps. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's our future captain. Uh, obviously, you know exactly where we're at at the moment. I think every single Carlton supporter is hanging on his signature for his extension. I think you know all the talk at the moment is a two-year extension is in the offing, which you know we'd probably be satisfied with. It takes him up to free agency, and it sort of means that it's incumbent upon us to to get better in the the short to medium term so that it justifies why he keeps going. I think us Carlton supporters would say. What's wrong with four? You know, and if it's... What's if it, wrong with eight? <laughs> well, yeah, probably more importantly. So, so yep, yeah, fascinating little, um, uh, you know, twist in our next week or so. Hopefully should see uh, him put pen to paper and at least we know where, where we stand. Um, at number two, I've got Charlie Curnow. I think that's yeah. probably a little bit of a no-brainer as well. Um, you know, you talk about potential superstars in the game and what he's capable of doing. He's certainly... Giving every indication that he's going to maybe not revolutionise football, but certainly plays a very exciting brand of footy and is, um, is going to put a lot of bums on seats at Carlton games. He sort of
0: potentially is one of those guys who could, like you said, um, the game will change to either stop him or replicate him.
1: Yes, and I don't I don't think he can be replicated. myself. I think his his engine, his speed, his hands. Um, and his field kicking i think we probably talked about it before you know mm. I, I think you listen to commentators and they sit there and they go I, I can't believe he's as good a field kicker as what he is you know and um you know he he just he demands attention mm-hmm. both from defenders and you know spectators as well you know you, you can't take your eyes off him because he's capable of doing anything
0: there's that i love it he does little things every so often he, you hope he's not the next Player A, he was the first Charlie Curno, but there's a, there's a few things he does where you, you can't help but see a little bit of Buddy. He, yeah. he he's on the right, but he wheels around onto the right. You know Franklin does it from the other side, and just like he kicked a goal against, was it Port Adelaide? Yeah, very similar. He was on the right hand, so wheeled around on the right, marked at fifty from about fifty five, just went yeah. bang.
1: Yeah. It's funny there was a bit of play in that game too, where he led up on the wing and he had about three. He had about two guys trailing him and two guys in front of him. Mm. And the kick dropped right at his feet. And the irony is it ended up being holding the ball. But he um, he he attacked the footy. He grabbed it on the half volley. He took it as cleanly as you could possibly get. And then he got monstered by about three or four blokes He got a one. bit
0: excited. He thought, I'll push out of this.
1: Well, it came off. I'll take but, off. But you just sat there and you, you thought there might be three blokes in the AFL that would have actually gathered that footy. Yeah. And he got caught and all that sort of stuff. But as a Carlton supporter, you looked at it, you just said, "Wow, mm. you know, this, this, this kid's untapped." Brilliant. Uh, number three, and and we'll sort of go through these a little bit a little bit quicker. Um, it's always interesting how young you go with your list, but to me, Sam Doherty's a little bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. Um, He probably carries the asterisk with the recovery out of the ACL and and how he comes back, and he'd look to transition into the midfield, but I think at least for the next 12 months, you say, Sam, you're playing half-back flank, you're playing quarterback, do what you do well, we'll work around you, and we'll worry about what the next, the next chapter in your, your evolution and development is thereafter.
0: The saving grace with his injury is that because it occurred more or less day one of pre-season, he should at least have a pretty solid training block into without any complications into the year. And he will be rusty from a game point of view, but less so than when you know guys come back in season and they're going to pick it up. So hopefully he should be a little bit in better stead than certain others.
1: Totally, totally. Number four, and opposition supporters might have a bit of a chuckle about this, but to me I think it's a no-brainer from a structure perspective when you got Charlie Kerner at one end of the ground, Jacob Weiring at the other. Yeah. And Jacob Waring's yet to turn twenty one years of age. His first year of football as a centre half back, the way that he positioned himself, the mark the mark that he took. The the way that he took his marks and read the game. You know, yes he we, we moved him around a bit in his second year. We probably upset him a bit and year three hasn't been Stellar. Um but I think at the end of the day he's carried a couple of injuries, he's got a few corkies along the way. Um, he's that probably burden, lost a little bit of confidence.
0: Yeah, burden of being yeah a little bit higher up the pecking order than we would have liked him to be. Yep. just at this day like we spoke about it just off off record a little bit of, a little while ago, and write him off. At your peril. Oh, write yeah. him off. More than happy for. Oh, I've spoke to a couple of different people, Collingwood fans, other fans, and uh, they, they call him a dud. All you want. Oh. Heart's content, yeah, do it.
1: And, and again, we always sort of say, you know, it suits the narrative They like to tell the story of Carlton's going nowhere because of X, Y, and Z And they'll go, well, poster boy for the argument yeah. is Jacob Wiedering And you're going, okay, cool
0: yeah. yeah, we'll see Yep, We'll come back around in Hold, the, hold the line, we'll yep. have
1: a chat in three years' time Still, still we'll have a Josh Shackey Josh Shackey's having a half-decent year But yeah, he's still got a lot to prove And I think Jacob Wiedering's best footy Like, Jacob Wiedering's played as much footy as James Sicily and people, you know, James Sicily has really only put together our season this year, uh, and as it'll turn out, I think he's played, what, 14 games?
0: You know what I love? I love that uh, key position players take longer to develop unless they're our key position players. Correct, exactly right. It's he's played it,
1: three years of footy, and we wiped him off already. Every other
0: key position player in the league is Paddy McCartan, whoever you want, it, Josh Shackey, Tom, whoever you want to name. Paddy McCartan's cooked. But it's like, oh, just give him time. He's a young player, needs, needs to get to 50 games, needs to get to 70 games. Our young players are no good, terrible.
1: I don't see it. I think is the quote. You oh, I don't. I don't, see it. Yeah. I don't yep. see it. Number five, Paddy Dow.
0: Love Paddy Dow.
1: Might have him up t- a touch high, no. but obviously the beauty Has of time
0: and space.
1: All and and he does. He does. So yeah, and I guess the thing is, you yeah, when you've only played one year of footy, you don't have a whole lot to fall back on. Yeah. It probably means from a, an expectation perspective, you know, you don't have an obvious ceiling. Uh, up front that may come, but look at the end of the day, he seems to carry himself well, he's got the leadership, um, he just seems to do everything right. The so really
0: far. encouraging thing for me is we've we've asked him to do more than he ought to do, but he's carried that and he's he's done very well shouldering that. Yep. I see him and I look at you, look at his body and you think I don't look I, we don't want to get into the habit of or we don't want to say that he's gonna be better than that one or two players picked in front of him, and the handful of players picked after him he's when he grows into his body, he's going to I saw a photo once again I'm not saying he's nat five, but I saw a photo Fremantle posted a photo of five in his first year and then five now and i I think we can see we can expect a similar type. What he looks like now is a very solid young guy, but he's going to be a wrecking ball.
1: he is absolutely, absolutely. Um, number six Again questionable Might have gone a little bit early But obviously had a stellar season In his second year As Zach Fisher
0: Love Fish I think yeah. he's
1: a real weapon He does things A little bit unconventional At times But in his efforts To be able to create Stuff And um, He's dynamic You know You can play him Off a half back line It's wing, hard to half teach forward. confidence
2: Hard to teach confidence And he's got the confidence Yeah Everything else you know what he does? He'll keep getting better at it. He's, real, he's a real player. Oh, I keep football.
0: saying this. I keep saying I don't want to compare him to anyone. I keep saying he's every player who comes up. But we haven't really had a player that does what he does. And he's not exactly like Campo. But since, you know, when you think like young Campo would get it, tuck it under his arm, go for a run down the wing. If, if know, he starts kicking the goals line,
2: from 60 with an empty goal square and he just bounces it He's done it a little bit.
0: Wow, wow. But yeah, like total yeah, Fish is um he's starting to get a tiny bit of credit as well in yep. the media. People are starting to um, who was it? David King actually mentioned his name the other day.
2: Highest rated teen in the AFL. Wow.
0: It
1: yep. Yeah, I did hear that
2: earlier. So in the year. His stats all other teenagers in the AFL, no one has better stats than.
0: But he's no good fan. We've got no depth. We've got no talent.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, number seven, Caleb Marchbank. I think as a leader, what he does on the field, how good he is in the air, how he organises us down back. The way that he can run, um, you know, and, and I think our defence, you know, we've always said we we're going to build from sort of you know defence forward. Um, there's some very, some reasonably highly rated players still behind him, but I just think from a structure perspective and what he does provide us, um, he's a guy that I'm you know really confident is going to add a hell of a lot of value to us moving forward. And I think he's you know the old blue chip bond. I think he's yep.
0: um, when he's when we saw him at his best last year, very confident overhead. Um, he and Wiedering, I think, will be a, a really excellent complement for each other. Yep. Um, and we just we've just been Rob. I think he's played. I think I saw the stat. He's played four games and he's only completed two. Wow. Yeah. This year. So yeah. out of out of sight, out of mind a little bit. Yep. Caleb? Absolutely.
1: And, and I think when you're a Carlton supporter and you see what they do up close and personal, you know you know that he's tracking in the right direction. Um, and as you say, other people will happily ignore him and go, "He's just a player." Yeah, that's fine. Um. Number eight, and this might be more out of hope about potential, but I still think he's entirely untapped, and that's Sam Petrovsky-Seaton. Love Sam-O. I think for the talent that he's got and what he potentially could become, he could be anything, but I still don't think he's done a full pre-season yet. I'm worried. Um, I'm worried. Well, oh, don't you don't need you, to be You worried. talk about glimpses and you talk well, he's, about... He's given
2: me enough
1: glimpses. Yeah. You just want to see more consistency. He's
2: just not, he's just not kicking. I don't know why. I just don't see him kicking on.
0: I've loved, I've loved what I've seen when we've been under pressure lately, and his willingness to actually front up at half back when we can't, when we don't look like getting it over the centre. His willingness to actually present up and take the next kick.
1: Mm. I he's, think he's a really smart footballer. He wants that. I, I think he really gets the game, and yeah. I think he he's got a lot of flexibility that he could play a lot of roles.
0: One of my favourite moments of the year. We haven't had a whole lot of moments to celebrate, um, but. Real early on in the Richmond game, were you at the Richmond game? Yep. Real early on in the Richmond game, he when, he the little, when he did the little, he did the little shimmy, mm. and three, rich three Tigers are converging on him, and he just did a tiny little shimmy. They all just flew past him, and the, it was one of those things. You hear it on the replay, but the 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 audible that oh, in the arena was unbelievable. Yep. fantastic.
1: Yep. No, he was turning it on in that first quarter, and again without having done. Uh, much of a pre-season, so when he looks after his body right, gets himself really well prepared, he's, again, I think he's untapped. Um, and look, our, our advancement as a football club will be on the back of these guys with a very small body of work building and growing and improving. And, and together
0: to, as and, well. and doing
1: it at the same time, spot on, spot on. Um, number nine, possibly the most talked about Carlton football player this year, is Harry Mackay, mm-hmm. um, obviously at the size, the athleticism, the way that he turned um, old mate uh, Jakey Carroll oh, inside out and back to front the other night? You know, it's a shame it didn't end up in a goal, but you know, he competes with the ball in the air. He's he, he will terrorise opposition when he plays with confidence because I don't think opposition can go with the athleticism and his ability to be able to take take the ball at his highest point. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's almost
0: undefendable. I need to congratulate you that phrase that phrase I hate that fucking I hate phrase hate that phrase and you said it correctly you don't take the ball at it's highest point you take it at your highest point because
1: <laughs> at it's highest point oh. you're 35 metres in the air if he's taking
0: the ball at it's highest point he's <laughs> the-
1: Clark Kent Jesus but, oh, he I, went number one if oh.
2: he if he if he kicks that goal then old mate uh, old mate I can't Jake oh. has been he's has been, been both posterized been, twice twice by Carlton <laughs>
0: But he, I thought on um, Friday night, he just did a – maybe he blew up a little bit. He went in the ruck for a little bit. But Matty Cruiser goes down spot on. and
1: screws up his does. chance of really impacting the game.
0: I thought his ruck work was okay.
1: Yeah, he does it well. Um,
0: and But prior to that, I actually thought he was doing exactly what you want a centre-half for, forward to do. pushing
1: mm. up towards the wing, taking marks. He kicks it well. Kicks I love like – A couple of times he swings around on he the does. left and he's, he's, he's cut inside of the ball and he's kicked it out on the full. But yeah. Um, he's pretty relaxed, yeah, kind of a co- kind of a cat, and that'll happen. So not
2: so much on Friday night, but when they were playing together, they lo- He and Charlie look for each
1: other. They do. They they really wax well.
2: You're taking photos over there, Sean.
0: Yeah. No, I agree completely.
1: Uh, Ten, Lockie O'Brien. Um, I think when you look at, well, we talk modern-day football, but we're probably not quite where we're moving to with um, what the changes to game styles and whatnot is going to be as dictated by the AFL in the off-season. But right now you need guys who can uh, run both ways. He's got a massive engine. He seems a smart footballer. Um, yeah, he's probably a little bit one-sided being a left-footer, but it's a good left foot. It's obviously broken games apart. It's something that we can really build our team around. He's, he's de- clearly de- his de- best de- mates yeah. with Paddy Dow, yeah. so you know you kind of got the package deal, and the two of them working together I think is a great thing. What okay.
2: I like about Lockie is that a player, needs, he's stuffed up so much this year, and a player who stuffs up as much as him, especially at his age, goes into their shell. He hasn't gone into shell. He, he keeps fronting up. And doing it again. And he owns, and that's he quite, owns his errors too. Yeah. So. so that's um, that's a good sign. So as far as glimpses with Lockie, they're my glimpses. The fact yep. that, like, okay, you're better than that. You know you're better than that. And he doesn't drop his bundle. He goes back, fronts up again. The,
0: the best thing I've seen him do is, I might have told this story, was at um, VFL level against Collingwood, we were getting smashed. And he uh, it was that game early in the year where they played an AFL forward line yeah. and beat us comfortably. Um, he did a wonderful bit of play where he was involved in – we turned the ball over at half forward, probably just inside forward 50 for us. Collingwood are transitioning the ball up the field, and he was the last defender. He he ran with the play, harrying, hassling, trying to close someone down, go, close off an option, take away a handball, receive, whatever. He ran with the length of the play with the ball and ended up being the guy in the goal square trying to smother. And yep. he sort of went this was late this was late in the third early in the fourth quarter and you yeah. went that's super impressive
1: and you had every right to put the cue in the oh, rack yeah. and go not my problem yep. anymore and you had
0: every right to go oh, I've given a couple of efforts yep. and that, that was that was one of those things where I've turned to dad and vividly went he doesn't have any right he's got the right attitude to be here. doing that no, which is good. great
1: That's good number uh, next one um and again I think we're all a bit heartbroken this year that he didn't get to add to his 15 games from last year but um, Tom Williamson, yes. I think every Carlton supporter to a man couldn't be more impressed with what he managed to put together. Um, and we were so excited to be able to see him build on it. And uh, we've just been robbed of it. And we've got to sit, we've got to wait. But we're patient. He looks a great kid. Um, we don't
0: get, we prior to this regime, generally speaking, it's not the rule, but generally speaking, we don't get value like Tom Williamson that late in the draft.
1: No. And, and it was a really deep draft. And again, we're probably I'll, not I'll, since Simmer.
0: Maybe. Had even that, he was 30 odd. This guy was 60.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if it ended up making into the pod, but we were talking about some of the trades that Soss did. Yeah. And the trade that he did with Hawthorne that uh, assisted with them getting um, Jager O'Meara ultimately saw us trade back into the third and fourth round of the draft of that year, which has seen us pick up players like Tom Williamson, Harrison McCready. And might have even been Paddy Kerr as well. Was either Paddy Paulson Kerr and might in, have been Cam yeah, Polson. It was one in of the in other. Those it was three of the four anyway. Yeah. But it certainly meant that obviously Soss um, was impressed enough with that middle band of the draft and needed to know that he, he needed picks to be able to take advantage of it. And he's he's the fruit of that. Um, he's that a guy
0: vision. Williamson who comes in, turns up next year. Opposition fans who don't know our list don't expect them to sort of watch him and go, oh wow. Who's this, who's this guy? Where, where do they get this guy from? Who's yeah, this guy? Great, yeah. great. 12. Um,
1: number twelve. I'm putting in Jared Pickett. Um, we talk Ooh. about glimpses. We see the stuff that he's done. His last five games of the season last year, um, he suddenly started really backing himself.
0: If what, we spoke about it earlier, if he looked like he realised oh, I can do this,
1: so I I am actually this good. No, I'm not out of place. Yeah, absolutely. And then he played. JLT, and he was still doing some yeah. jaw-dropping oh, what stuff. What about that
0: run against St yeah.
1: Kilda? Yeah, yeah.
0: Would have been the greatest goal in pre-season history. He yeah. wasn't selfish enough. Oh, he wasn't yeah. selfish yeah. enough. yeah, huh.
1: yeah. So, look, he's... And, and then, obviously, having that scaffold injury, yeah. which, ironically, he's missed about 13 weeks through that, and James Sicily's done it this week, and they're saying he might be back in six, and it's sort of like, uh, you don't take those sorts of risks nah. with a 23-year-old James Sicily. So, um, he is done for the year. But, yeah, hopefully, a little bit like Harry Mackay. Harry Mackay plays every single game for the rest of the year. Yeah. Jared Pickett plays every single game for the rest of the year, um, and then you get another big pre-season into him. Um, the look changes a little bit here. In that at 13, I put in Matthew Cruiser, being mm-hmm. one of our experienced players, playing in a role that's obviously structurally more important with the team. He's had a shocking season injury wise. You know, he did the ankle late, uh, well, it was early in the Hawthorne mm-hmm. game, but late in the preseason. Then he's done the the groin in the Richmond game and it really put us it, it set us back horrendously and it really upset team balance in those you know couple of games that came afterwards both the the um the Gold Coast game and the North Melbourne game and, and again once you've just gotten to the stage where you are going we can rely on him to not have him there it really just put us in disarray mm-hmm. but anyway that happens but you know again he's not as old he, you know, he's missed a lot of a lot of footy through injuries so I think you know so long as his mind's right and he puts in the work. I still think you're going to see a really good Matthew Cruiser in the next probably three years. And so. more
0: importantly, the last couple of guys you've mentioned are sort of like the either the unchallenged incumbent or the heir apparent to their position. Yes, we hopefully DeConing challenges Cruiser. Yep, because um, Phillips and, and Lob are, are kind of a little bit of placeholders. I don't mind Phillips. Phillips. I don't, I don't mind Phillips. We'll,
1: we'll talk about Phillips in a sec. but okay. you know, I'm, Yeah. I am. Whereas, I, I think he's got something. Mm. It's just. Are we in a position to be able to use it? Yep. Um, so yeah. Um, next one's Mark Murphy. Obviously, yep. he's current yep. captain, uh, one of our best users of the football oh, football. He's um, an attacking footballer. He can kick goals. He just needs to stay fit and be able to do what he needs to do. Because again, a guy like that helping kids like Zach Fisher and Sam Petrovsky seaton who've got a little bit of silk, even the Jared Pickets of the world, having a guy like that around, he better teach them what they're doing. He he's now he's now about passing the baton to the other kids. You know, if he if he ends up doing the Shane Crawford equivalent and wins a premiership in one of his latter years of his career, that's a flat out a bonus. Yeah. But I think right now he probably says, I'm probably not going to win a flag. And the fact that he didn't delve, delve into free agency and go somewhere else, look, he probably looked at it, and you're allowed to look at it, you know, a little bit like what we were saying about our priority pick, you know, we'll ask the question, mm-hmm. if we don't get anything out of it, you know, fine, but if you don't ask, you're certainly not going to get it. Yeah. Um, at 15, I put in Ed Kerner. Um I think Ed's one of our great warriors, I think he probably proved on Friday night that he is uh, a really, he's a good footballer, but with limitations. Um And and we don't say that in a bad way. He's just not a silky footballer. Uh, If you want him to be, you're looking at the wrong guy. But as far as effort goes, the way that he trains, the example he sets for everybody else around him, obviously the fact that he's got a great connection with his brother grounds his brother too. I think he does. I think he does. So he's he's really like it's actually for where our footy club is at. Having him down at 15 is a little bit of an indictment on Ed, and he probably could be higher. But again, I think when you're looking big picture, when we're looking to be a gun team, he'll be a worker still. He's not going to be the guy that's giving us that silk that you know, some of the guys above him on the list probably do add. Um, but he'll certainly be a part of it because I think he's very important to the fabric of the team. 16. The next three, um, I reckon are guys that have the potential to add heaps to our team and equally they could end up being a bit disappointing. Okay. So I'll, we'll do them all at once because I think we can.
2: Interchangeable also.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, so you're looking at Matty Kennedy. Yeah. I, I think his last six weeks of footy has really shown something. He's really he's, – he's shown why we recruited him. Mm-hmm. And when you look at a season where Paddy Cripps is getting hammered by opposite – like playing great – but very exposed to the opposition. You need another big body that can help him out now that he's playing plenty of footy and doing it well. Same as those other guys, got to play every single game for the rest of the year and he needs a little bit of luck to do a full pre-season and I think we've got, a good, we've got a good little footballer to be able to add to what we're what, what we've moving forward with. Whether he ends up becoming a really good footballer or not, well, it's probably up to Matty Kennedy. Uh, next one, David Cunningham. Yeah. Again, the skill, the talent, the ability, the way that he can run. Um, I've always said when I've watched him, he's had a couple of... I've heard some people say his breakaway speed from a contest reminds them of um, Chris Judd. Every single time I watch him, the only bloke I see is Sean Higgins. And I reckon he's, yeah. he, I reckon he's Sean Higgins. And he, he probably looks a little bit like him, and that's probably mm. he's why sort I got the same, his mannerisms, his mo- yeah, movements a bit. But yeah. he can break a line. Absolutely. And, and, and he's not... I think because of the year that he came through in the draft, so many other people have more of a focus on them yep. and he's allowed to go in. He's been allowed to go in under the radar. He didn't yep. play round one. You know, he's a guy that's taken his time. He's had a couple of injuries along the way as well, but there's absolutely no doubting when he's, when he's got out there and he's been a part of it, he absolutely looks the part as a footballer. Yep. Um, and I think if the rumors are true, when we were chasing hard for Josh Kelly, he was prob- possibly the guy that did get dangled in front of them and, and was possibly going to be a part of it. And you'd hate to have lost him. Yeah. But if you've got a Josh Kelly out of it, it'd be great. But obviously, if he's in the conversation from a team like GWS, they obviously clearly rate him yeah. as well. So
0: this confidence, isn't it? He, just once again.
1: Belonging. The he moment can, you believe can do you it. belong, can do you, the sky's the limit. The thing with the breaking of the line, it's, it's
2: one of those things we don't do. We don't move off the ball for our team. We don't not, confidence. Not, not, so... Well, he picking no, Fisher. There's no movement. There's, we're, we're too static and we down, don't break lines. O'Brien. If yep. you don't move yep. and you don't break lines... You're, you're very basically... easily defended against. Exactly.
1: So, like the Alex Rancers of the world, and, and Jacob weering equally the other way around. You stand here and going, the ball's coming to me. Yeah. And then, and if they don't do anything different, you just take uncontested marks willy-nilly. Mm. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. And the lucky last, and again, last season, he had a stellar year, really justified why we recruited him and why SOS held such high regard for him. He looked like a guy who was injured this year, and that was Lockie Plowman. Yep. Um, he's obviously part of the leadership group, so the quality of person that he is um, is obviously unquestioned. But he just looked a bit slow this year, and you know, there's a lot of talk in the AFL of guys that have getting uh, a you know a bit of a, a relapse of osteitis pubis has become um, fashionable again mm-hmm. for all the wrong reasons. Um, So whether he's a victim of that or whatever else, I don't know. But obviously hurting his knee the way that he did probably just gives him the opportunity to be able to get whatever issues that he had with his body um, right and again hit another good pre-season and hopefully picks up where he left off in 2017.
0: You've been a little bit critical of Lockie over the journey, Fab. No, not over the journey this this season. You said he's hiding.
1: Hiding,
2: yeah. A lot of people, especially in the media, and it's easy for the media because they're not Carlton fans. They're not. They're not analysing it like we do. But they pot um, Liam Jones, where well he stuffed up this and he stuffed up that and he stuffed that. And we've all said it. Liam Jones is trying to do eight roles. Yeah, he, is. he was trying to be an intercept defender. He was trying to be a lockdown defender. He was trying to provide run up He's trying to play everyone's role. He's trying to be loose. All right.
1: Yeah.
0: He's trying when, to be loose tight.
2: Yeah. So, whereas. So his mistakes were, were were obvious. So, but on the flip side, I thought Lockie was, well, not making any errors because he was kind of, kind of hiding. So anyway,
0: I get you. I right. get you.
1: Um, at on. nineteen, I put up Cade uh, Simpson. I mm-hmm. mean, um, obviously, three hundred and two games of three hundred and one games of footy that he's played. Um, courage, bravery, unquestioned. Um, you know, he's. It, it, I think his best footy is probably behind him, um, but he's still playing at a, a you know a very good standard. And I think if our young players still draw a line through him and the way that he approaches his footy, I think we're in a pretty good stead. How many yeah. more years we get out of Cade Pro- probably is a question for him. At um, the
0: moment, you sort of there's no great ceiling, but then again, having said that, it, it can sort of come to a halt quickly we for do all hear that, don't players. We? Yeah. You can yeah. sort of. I remember seeing Mark Rashudo say that he was feeling really good halfway through his last year, and then he signed the extension. I don't know if he signed an extension or he was going to, and he goes, Oh, six weeks later, I was done.
1: Adam Simpson said largely the same thing. You know, he was sort of saying, You know, one week I was playing good footy and contributing, and the next week I was cooked. It's, and, so, I mean, he, he said it rushed up on him. And so there's no yeah. nothing
0: from K just at the moment to suggest that, but no, I understand what you're saying. And, and he's one of those guys that I think plays a good role or will play a good role leading, yep, showing the way.
1: Totally, so, And look, when you get you get um, Doherty back into your team, yep. You get Tommy Williamson playing out of the half back line. If Kieran Byrne finds the form that he you know that he had and the promise that he was showing, yep. he's down back there as well. Yeah, you know, whether you're playing Lockie O'Brien on a wing or he's running across a half back line, I think there's a few guys that can sit in those sorts of yeah, roles. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if he gets to the point that we can push him out, well, it's probably a good thing. Um, Right now, he continues to play until he's had enough. 20, I've put in Liam Jones. Again, a bit of a divisive footballer, but I think when we've seen, you know, when we keep life simple for him and we can give him a role, and and if we have those full complement of defenders that we've talked about in there and he's allowed to play a more simple role, I think with the athleticism that he's got, his ability to be able to read the game, I think he becomes a lot more of a weapon. Um, again, lots of good names and numbers down there. So look at the end of the day, if guys go past him,
0: yeah, So that's one of those things. Not, not it's a problem a, at all. If if guys go past him and take his spot, that's good. Yep. And if they don't, he he can still do a job.
1: No doubt. I sort of ruled a line there, and then I my next nine. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about. The word that I, I used was uplift. Yeah. You know, these are the guys that are there or there, well, there there thereabouts, different stages in their career. But you know that if they a little bit like what we said before about Matty Kennedy. But I think Matty Kennedy is a little bit more of a not a longer, cer- like certainty, a, but a known quantity. A little and, bit more longer and, term, and, and, he, and he's on he's on the path already. Yep. These guys we've probably not quite yet seen as much as we'd like to. Um, and again, a lot of this comes back to structure and reputation. But at twenty one, I've got Tom DeConning. Um, you know, as we've said before, he's, um, he's exciting-looking uh, player. Yeah, just just signed his contract extension. He's going to be around for a fair while yet. Clearly, we like what he's giving us, yep. um, and you know, the sooner we see it at the AFL level, fine. But no need to rush him. No, not at all. Um, not at and, all. And that's the beauty of having a Cruiser and a Phillips, and to a lesser extent, a Lobby mm-hmm. as well. We're not desperate for this bloke to play. We're just desperate for him to get the right grounding. Um, and who we surround him with and all that sort of stuff will be fascinating. You talked before about the fact that we don't have a high um, football department spend. You know, if we want to be aggressive and get the right coaches to be able to complement our team and what we're trying to do, um, they always talk about Stephen Torbett as being the ruck whisperer.
0: okay. And um,
1: (laughs) Steve Torbett played at Essendon and at Sydney, and Tim Watson, if you've ever heard him, says that the guy's an absolute genius. Where is he at the moment? I think he, I, I, think he's still in Sydney, but okay. he basically taught Mike Pike how to ruck and turned him into a Premiership ruckman. So, wow. um, so, uh, but he he's as he's the best ruck coach in the competition. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think he is by the the length of the straight. So if we've seen something in Tom DeConning, you almost sort of think, well, how you know, much is he worth?
0: That's the thing in terms of for the what 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 are we willing to invest?
1: Well, and I think when you look at our list, yeah, you know, we've, we, we've 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 we've. Fashioned it in a way that we've looked at our defence first. The last draft, we added a few more midfielders. We've got a few big, big young guys up forward that look like they're showing something. Mm-hmm. So we're covering the field really well. Um, Cruz is doing a great job, but he's not getting any younger. Um, Phillips has potential, but will he ever get the opportunity? And obviously, Lobie's, you know, m- as much a salary dump as he was. Yeah, and he's depth sort of like, that a, sort of stuff.
0: I, th- I think he's a willing soldier. And he needed. hasn't
1: played a game yet, so we haven't yeah. even seen what he's been oh, able to does- do. I'd be 29. I would have thought for a ruckman, it's not that bad.
0: No, if he, no it's not that bad. I think he's one of those guys who, if he's needed, and he might be needed as early as this week. Absolutely. Um, actually, I can see in the team. Uh, the team would be out by now. Uh, yeah, he, he's a guy who could, I think, do a job.
1: And if we think that Tom Deaconing could genuinely be a, a, a class ruckman, um, now's the time to be able to invest in him. So you know, if if you've got the opportunity to be able to attract somebody like a Steve Talbot. From a football club structure perspective, I'd be looking at it. Um, 22, and I might be going a little bit early because we haven't seen much of him, is Angus Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been
2: and, named an extended extended bench. That's That Matthew,
1: makes me very happy. Matthew Loby. Oh, Matthew Lobie, it's not
2: Angus Schumacher. <laughs> no, no, no. Wiedering, Casebolt, Graham, Kimmy Lebois. 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 Uh, Lobey and Matty Wright. Right.
0: I'm sorry to the Lebois family, but yes. it's, Le boy. And, um, it's,
1: it's it's less enjoyable. Yeah. Cruiser outmanaged. Yep. And Jed Lamb suspended. Yep. Okay. Jed
0: Lamb delisted.
1: So Angus, we haven't seen a lot of, but you know, I, when when I read a little, you know, the bits and pieces about Angus Schumacher coming through, I read it and I kind of felt like I was reading Tom Williamson's bio again. Okay. Now he's a bit country boy, and and I, I don't know if this is, was lost on anybody, but Angus Schumacher, Tom DeConning... Uh, Lockie O'Brien and Paddy Dow all played for Vic Country together. So the fact that they've all come through. Angus was a Bendigo Pioneers boy along with both Lockie and Paddy. Um, and De Conning's a on Stingray's boy, but at national championships, they become Vic country because obviously they draw from places like your Lang Warrens and your Mount Marthas and all that sort of stuff. Hopefully it just
0: wasn't a matter of, like, Sauce was only able to get to a country game. Only those games. (laughs) Only got to
1: go, damn it! But again, like, these guys know one another. They've got a relationship, and I don't think that's a bad thing. No, not at all. At 23, I put in Andrew Phillips. Um, Again, I like the cut of his (laughs) jib. When he played Fort Adelaide... (laughs) Is that up with the albatross now? Is it? No, they kind of his jib's a good one. Is yeah, no, okay. it? Isn't a sailing
0: term? Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: It is. What's um, a jib? <laughs> uh, somebody that pulls out of a concert <laughs> contest. <laughs> um, no, it's part of your sail or your boom or something like that. Who knows?
0: Don't spring. It's not America's Cup time.
1: Correct. Correct. So, um uh, so yeah. Now look, when we played port, there was a stat either. The end of the game or the next day, and they talked about um, the most distance covered by players on the ground. Number one was Jack Trengove, and obviously his sisters represented Australia yes. as a marathon runner, so the one thing he can do is run when his feet allow it. Number two was Ed Kerno, we know what his engine is like. Number three was Andrew Jack, Phillips. Jack Trengove or Grove? No such person.
2: You were talking about the Port game? Correct.
0: Former Melbourne captain. Jeez, must, Jack come, must
1: just run all day because he's pretty slow. Oh, oh yeah, no, it was a little bit like Brock McLean. Anyway, just has one pace <laughs> and just goes all Here's day. Who's the other guy? Doesn't he play for
2: Port Adelaide as well?
1: Jackson Trengo. Yeah, yeah, they they the call Bulldogs. him Jack. He plays with yeah. the Bulldogs. He now. He plays with the Bulldogs now. He got Does picked two. up in free agency.
2: Does too. Sorry
1: about that. Yep. Um, so so yeah, you look at a kid like Phillips who clearly can run. Yep. Um, Athletic. He, He's competed when we've needed him to. Is he a flat out number one ruckman? Mm, probably not. Um, I think for where we're at, if we're sitting there looking at Cruiser and we're looking at Loby and we're looking at uh, De Conning, mm. if there's any interest from another club needing to bed down their ruck stocks and they were interested in following up with an Andrew Phillips, I'd look at it.
0: You know what it means? It means you know what it is? It's like Man United fans. It's like Sergio Romero. Mm-hmm. He's nowhere near as good as David De Gea because you're not going to have two world-class goalkeepers. He's a
2: bloody good second goalkeeper. But he's a really
0: Correct. good second option. Correct. Yep. He's not going to displace the number one, but if he's needed, yep. he can come in, you're pretty confident and comfortable he'll do a job for you.
1: And so right now with him as our backup, he's probably not part of our first 22, but the moment Cruz is not available, he's the first one off the off the list. And the other thing, you know, we they interviewed Andrew Mackay going back about two years ago in Phillips's first season and there were so many new guys that had come in the club as part of our rebuild and they said to Andrew Mackay who's the guy who's been the most impressive in your preseason he turned around and he said he did not did not falter for a moment said Andrew Phillips and it was like wow mm. you know you you could have gone anywhere good and, rig on him yeah yeah exactly right. But and you, but you just sit there and you're going. You could have gone a bigger name and yeah. all that sort of stuff, a bigger reputation. And he's gone. No, or
2: someone who needed the pump up.
1: Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. And so in the end, I, I took a lot of stock in that. i really liked what he's done. Again, another guy that needs possibly needs a little bit of luck with his body because obviously it was what hamstring tendon the other day after having feet issues the year before. So again, you know how many clubs are going to be lining up saying, "Yeah, let me take your ruckman with a hamstring <laughs> tendon issue." Probably none. So he's probably ours to keep moving forward with but I'm more than happy with that as well. 24, Kieran Byrne. Um, I think we have we all talk about glimpses. We've seen glimpses galore. Um, his career's probably stagnated a little bit with the injuries that he's had, but I think um, he's such a good athlete, and can, so long as he's prepared to continue to put the work in, I think we continue to persist with him. Skillful. I like, Skillful. I
0: like Kieran, but very disheartened by his start to the year. He, he looks.
2: His Gold Coast game was one of the worst oh. games of football I've ever
0: seen. He looks... Good you know, in preseason. You
1: know what he looked like—an Irishman who hasn't played a lot of That's AFL football. Weird. Yep, Yep, fair enough too. Uh, Twenty-five. Patrick. No, I do. I do
0: want to say sorry. I do like right. Kieran. Yep. Um, but it's one of those things where he'd, he'd want to return a little bit sharper than he uh, than he was before he was injured. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, Twenty-five. Patrick Kerr. Again, body of work not massive. Um, pure Carlton family club man footballer. Love that he's there. I love more that when he's played, he's actually shown something. So there's never ever been a question that he was given a given a um, a spot because you know he was Carlton royalty. Um, I think for where we're at and where Levi's career is at, you know, we're going to be looking at more Harry and Charlie. But you might need another th- a third player that gives you something different. And I reckon Patrick Kerr's that that style of football that could be perfect.
2: As far as Carlton royalty goes, he's more of the Beatrice and Eugenie than the, uh, the Silvanis. than the than the Harrys, the Harris and Williams. But um, I, I I won't
1: disagree disagree with that.
0: He's still in the family, mate.
1: Still in the family. Still getting yep. an invite.
0: That tree is getting further away from the middle. The tree, the branches. <laughs> but
1: um, twenty six, Darcy Lang. Um, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think everything. Well. This is in our uplift category, so we're not quite We seeing... spoke
0: about him earlier in the sense that we only gave up, what, a swap of fourth rounders or whatever yep, it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's
1: got a guy that's got ability, and when you look at his highlights, his ability to be able to finish is there. Um, he's possibly going to be that footballer who's a better footballer and a good side yep. because of that. You know, if we need him to sit there and graft, 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 he may not be the style of footballer that we need. But if he's there long enough and we do start improving, he then might be the guy that's there to be able to sort of be the cream on the top. Is, if, he, better, is he better than a Jordan Murdoch? Uh, oh, Jordan, he can't kick. He's quick. If, he
0: I'll kick. give you one. If Nick Graham is an iPhone 7, Darcy Lang is a 7S. Yep. Similar but, type but, player. But he finishes. But just better.
1: Yeah, Lang finishes. He he probably wouldn't accumulate as much as what a, a Graham would. But he's going to do more with Graham it. Graham will probably lay more tackles. Um, although I think I read a stat that Lang laid 10 tackles in the semi final against Sydney or something like that. So he's not averse to laying a few. So He's
0: oh, one of those guys. Had a, We spoke about it earlier interrupted pre season. Yep. Um, so
1: it's so hard to be able to mark. Yeah. So you've almost got to say, look, we recruited you for a season, for, for a reason. We haven't seen it yet. Go back, do your work, away we go. Um, football royalty twenty seven Jack Silvani. Look, there's so much that we've seen, so much that we like. He's smart. You he, he can just tell that he knows how football gets paid. He's a footballer. He's and
2: a you know footballer. What? More importantly, is he an
1: athlete enough to make it? We
0: don't know. Tough. You know what it is? He's not his old man. And yep. everybody who everybody with an ounce of common sense knows he's not his old man. We don't expect him to be his old man. That doesn't mean or doesn't preclude him from being a handy player.
1: Look, and the effort is there every single week, and he gives a shit when he's out there. And the times he's been able to show it, he's got good skills. Again, he's just a guy that needs an opportunity. And again, we've talked about guys that um, you know could be better players in better sides. I mean, we're really battling as a footy side at the moment. You play as a forward, and you're waiting for opportunities to be given it to you. Mm. Like good, I always have the adage, good teams... Kick easy goals. Oh man. We don't kick easy goals. And 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 Jack Silvani is the sort of guy that would kick a shitload of easy goals given the opportunity mm. because he, he's again he's clever and he's smart and he knows where the goals are and he can finish. So in the right circumstance, he can absolutely blossom and I really hope he gets that opportunity. Um twenty-eight and twenty-nine are guys that we've only seen a little bit of one more recently than another, both taken in the same draft, but it's Cam Paulson and Harrison McCready. Um, again, we just need to see more. Um, you know, Cam clearly is in the team right now because he has absolutely manic forward pressure and it's something that we've been lacking. Um, I credit credit him with being able to, you know, uh, being providing that. But um, to be the guy that's been talked about as being really skillful, we just need to see it. We need to see. I was going to say I haven't see seen. Under- I haven't
2: seen anything that makes me think Cam Paulson will be a footballer. He's got
0: a good haircut.
1: Don't care. Look, he's clearly got ability. We drafted mm. him on the back of what two games of footy for Halebury last year. You know, had a season-ending you know shoulder injury. What what Sauce has seen in his recruiting and the build-up to that, he knows what he's getting. He knows it's worth persisting with. We've extended his contract. They know what they're getting. He's just a guy that needs to build a bit of confidence. Find the pace of the game, and then once he's got the opportunity to execute, mate, just execute.
0: And let's be honest, he was pick fifty nine. I think it was fifty nine. We went through all before, but I mean, 59, it's like fifty nine. Yeah. You, you can afford to have a bit of a take a bit of a gamble.
1: Yeah, but then even then, you know, this is a guy that captained his school as well. You know, he obviously you know is is has been held in really high regard by other people. And I think that's one thing that we didn't 59. touch on before, where we talked about drafting. Um, I've always heard Stephen Silvani talk about how he does seriously rigorous interviewing of the guys that he's going to draft and character and, and integrity of I mean, really how intimidating high. would that be? Oh, absolutely. Even
0: Because he's just that sort of guy. Even if you didn't really know who Stephen Silvani was, the player.
2: last well, Matty Lloyd what it's
1: like. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean,
0: geez, you just... Imagine, he, he has a, that intensity, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Wow. Um We sort of touched on McCready before. Um, he's... You know, he was obviously a GWS Academy boy, and Soss in those days would have been setting up the academy and, and bringing his players in. So he's probably known him for five years when we got him to the club. Um, great size, good mover. Actually debuted in his you know his first game. Um, he was he was the late in for Jed Lamb as the late out. You debut in his first game. <laughs> yeah, well, most do, don't they? <laughs> so his debut was his first available game for for Carlton. So it got when oh, you yeah, recruit
0: when right. you
1: recruit like a one ninety six centimetre, you know, key defender, you're probably thinking a little bit like Tom DeConning, you're bring mm. him in, he's gonna do his football mm. education, you know, play two and a half years of reserves footy before you even get a gig. And he played round one. Now, he's had a season that's been cruel by injury with hamstring at the moment, but every time I've seen him, there's just something about him, and I feel like there's a footy player there. Um, He was talked about as being one of the really highly rated GWS Academy boys coming into his draft season. And I think the story goes, he's a henty boy from sort of Riverina, um, New South Wales. They're all from the Riverina. <laughs> well, They're they all are. from the Riverina. But the... he moved to Sydney and he went the to Riverina's school in Sydney. The is just full of fucking footballers. <laughs> like but, he, but he ended up playing, he paid for the Allies, he played for, you know, whether it was what, New South Wales, ACT, he was playing for school, he was playing games in the NEFL with, um, with GWS, and he was pulled from pillar to post. And I just can't help but think that he was a guy that was never settled. His draft stock's possibly dropped a little bit, but again, Sosh knew what he was getting. Again, great size. I hope we hang on to him for next year and beyond. Um, I think he's a guy that we've got a lot to work with. And again, we talked about Liam Jones and who potentially could go past him. You know, He's the sort of guy that just might be in the frame. Um, and if that's what allows us to get better and move forward, then fantastic.
0: If anyone knows how long it takes a young defender to develop, it's the man steering the ship.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Yep, Or that part of the ship.
1: That's exactly right. So then I, I come. I've got uh, thirteen players on my in inverted commas final two seasons list. Okay. Um, mm. And whatever that means, whether that means some of them are gone at the end of this season, or they get one more year, or potentially you know a, a, a second year. Yeah. Well,
0: can we stick? How about this? So how many? We'll put this. How many list? So we made fifteen list changes at the end of twenty fifteen, and I think it's been a dozen each. Yep. In sixteen seventeen, we won't. You would think we won't be making a, you know double figure type changes, maybe ten. I wouldn't expect us to make more than twelve.
1: Well some of our mates in the media have been talking eleven ish and I reckon they're I reckon they're off the mark because I don't think you can get rid of everybody. No. But I, I still think they'll make a call on some and, and SOS hasn't had an issue with making a hard call.
0: Perfect segue. So give me what do we want to settle on another? Do we want to settle on we'll move on how many how many we move on? Eight? Eight. So you give me so you got thirteen.
1: I've got thirteen.
0: Give me the five who stay.
1: Well, and I'll, the, the caveat on that is okay. there are at least two that are rookies, so they, That's kind, fine. they kind of don't count. Yeah,
0: yeah. because oh, okay, we've got yeah. a primary
1: list of forty, and so they're not coming off the primary list. But um,
0: who who gets to keep their locker?
1: I reckon Nick Graham stays.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I reckon Jed Lamb stays. Lord, yep. Jesus. Um Jared Garlett will get another year.
0: Yep. yep. Okay with that. I wanted to, and I, and I wanted Oregon, to play with
1: Pickett. I reckon Aaron Mullett stays. Oh God. <laughs> and then and, but the two challenging ones are Dale Thomas and Sam Kerridge
0: I think both of them stay. Both of them stay. Yeah.
1: Alright. So Matthew Loeb is contracted next year. So he stays. Levi Casbolt is, oh, um, stay. is is he contracted stays, next but,
0: year. He stays, but we hope to at this time next year. We're fine with him going.
1: Okay. Alex Silvani's a rookie, and I think his body's let him down. Yeah, unfortunately,
0: but Alex, he's he's gone. If he he was fit, he'd be in the team.
1: Yep. He retires, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, Which is a shame. Matthew Wright is one of my favourite footballers, both when he was at Adelaide and when he's come to Carlton, but I think he's cooked. Did he find the
2: cliff, or did he find the cliff? He's
1: either playing injured, and he hasn't been able to do what he's been able to do. He's
0: back this week, so he's had the week on. Extended bench. Yeah, he's he's an interesting one. We'll to, I'm I'm willing to reserve judgment how he plays out the year. Yep. Um, but I get where you're coming from.
1: Sam Rowe, one of my most favourite footballers. I love what he's given to our club. Face is magnificent. But I just mm. I, I just think.
0: There's a lot of like, guys involved by him. And,
2: and if look, we have another you mate, season like we did this year, no way you can afford to get rid of Sam Rowe. He's just well so I would have
1: slow. said going into the season we will let go one of Alex Silvani or Sam Rowe. Totally agree. You I, know, I, what? I, I don't think you could could have kept them both on the same list. I, I think thought, they're doing the same role.
0: I thought that last year there was a little bit of a shootout uh three don't go into two. Yes. With Liam Jones, Sammy Rowe. And Silvani. And they've kept them all. Kept a lot, which is fine. because Now they need to make a call. Now on they one. need to make a call. and, and I, I. Liam's got it. Lee, oh, Liam's oh, Liam's a, Liam stays. Yeah. But I think, yeah, Roe and Silvani, like we said. Poof. Roe
1: may survive because Silvani's body has yeah. been I think, I think I think Alex retires.
0: Oh, That's, no, I agree. Well, I think he
1: does too. Then the only question is, do you keep Sam Rowe at 30 or 31, whatever he you is? He might get one more. And, and then the secondary question to that is, what does he give to the club from a... If we have another run of injuries, the other thing is free agency. You know, free agency you may be able to pick up a not not a gun. Like I'm not looking for a gun, but you're just looking just a
0: younger upgrade. Yeah,
1: exactly right. If you get a 26 year old guy to do what he's doing at 31, you might be better off. So, um, Cameron O'Shea, um, I love that we picked him up. I love that he played the role that he did, but he is a turnover merchant, and uh, he
0: may as well when he gets it. Love his endeavour. Yep. You know a little bit like he's actually
1: a really good matchup. He's a great size, yep. he runs really well, he can find the footy. But just modern day he football plays, is about when we've got it, we don't give it up. He plays he a bit like a, a rugby
0: halfback in in that, uh, just like fly a fly up. half. Yeah. So that he, he'll get it and then he'll just he, you give the ball to Camo O'Shea. He's done a great effort, he's won the ball back, just punt it into the crowd. Yep, yep, he just punts <laughs> it into the crowd. And the other team, you can have the ball from yep. where it's out. At
2: least, at least we know what's happening he We set up around it. Yeah, yep.
1: And the lucky last on the list is Matthew Shaw. He's a rookie, so, again, he doesn't really count to our final 40, but he's a guy that...
0: Do we know if he had a... What was his contract, one?
1: I think usually in those situations, you're signing he's, guys
0: He's one. a potential. He's an interesting one. I thought he was okay on the weekend.
1: Look, he, did, didn't, um, he was set up horribly by his teammates yes. far too often, so I don't think you can judge him on that. But by the same token, if you bring in a guy with 108 games of experience... I think you're expecting him to play a lot more football, and when we've had the injuries mm. that we've had, you're playing a lot sooner than round seventeen.
0: No, I I agree that his future <laughs> depends wholly on how he finishes out the year. Yep, uh, and he'll be acutely aware of that. Yep. Uh, did we have? Do, do we have anyone on that list who is definitively you think is just you're gone? Apart from maybe poor poor old Alex Silvani.
1: Well, I think Alex Silvani's gone. I think Cameron O'Shea doesn't survive. Trouble. I think Matthew Mullet's Wright gone. is probably done. Wow,
0: well, the right one's eh. A big, big month for a righty.
1: I think Sam Kerridge, if he's out of contract, we probably don't offer him a new contract. You know what? I think if, yeah. if we delisted him, we brought him back as a mature age rookie or something like that because he's got the right um, energy about yeah. him and all that sort of stuff, that potentially happens.
0: Kerridge could be a case like we, we spoke earlier uh, with a Simon White, yep, or, which is maybe, or even an Andreas Everett or someone where yep. you sort of thought might have had one more in him, yep. but I'll give you this. And look, we've made Would hard you calls keep- on some.
2: I know who's a better, who's a more skilled footballer, but who would you rather keep? Sam Kerridge, who trains the house down and puts in hundred and ten percent every week, or Jed Lamb? Sam Kerridge. You've you've got Jed Lamb on your save list. I think he's gone.
1: Well, I think as you say, when you start, he offers you start, absolutely nothing. When you start racking him up, and you're sitting there, and you're "If I'm saying I'm keeping, keeping, keeping," then I think Jed's in trouble, and I think still, I think Nick Graham is fantastic for depth. But as you say, if it's if it's staying to make one call, I mean, who would you rather, Sam Carriage or Nick Graham? Nick Graham, I think
0: you're right. I reckon it's a tough one.
1: And what do you do with Dale Thomas? I think you know he's, he's sacrificed for the club in that he waived the that um, clause in his contract, which basically meant that he, gar- he he meant he got a new year, maybe at about three hundred odd grand, rather than being an eight hundred or whatever he mm. was on. So thank you for that, Dale. He's got an
2: extra two years out of it because if he didn't waive it, they wouldn't have played him. Well,
1: they to, wouldn't have played him, To yet. trigger it. So. So, and in the end, so look, he's come in. He's pretty much taken the Sam Doherty role, which is you know a pretty plum role. He's done it quite well. Not too many complaints. He's certainly not getting any better. Kicked a great goal on the weekend. He where, 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 where it. Vintage where, where days. Where, where it, where it just, and he just grabbed it and he kicked it straight away and it was just saying, so, man, I, you can just flat out finish. I
0: turned to Dad as he... Um, as he ran onto it and sort of loaded up on the right, and I sort of nudged him and said, "Go!" E- Ten years ago, he kicks it.
1: Yeah, yep. Well, that, that's what your number two draft picks yeah, do. Yeah, don't Ten mate? years
0: ago, he kicks it, and yeah, it was fantastic. And he great nailed
1: it. He nailed it, and then he fucked a couple of other ones up too. But anyway, you know, <sighs> he, so he, look, that. I
0: agree where you come from. He's an interesting case in point, Dale. I think um, I could see the rationale. I would For like both. to
1: keep him because I reckon he's great with the kids too. Spor- no, he So I think his value to the team is mm. is so. Well,
0: that, to be honest, that was that was some one of the one of the oft overlooked aspects of why they brought him in was because of his FFS and his personality. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he was unlike anything we had.
1: He's a shed maker, so to speak. He's just
0: yes, yes. Yep. I don't know what that means.
1: Well, he makes it in the dressing shed and lots of stuff. Dressing so, yeah, sheds. Just, yeah, I didn't realise we were recording.
0: I didn't realise we yes. were recording this podcast north of the border, fam. <laughs> in the sheds.
2: In the sheds. On the uh, on your favourite Sean on the uh, on the plastic chairs the plastic with chairs. the wheelie bins.
0: Christ, <laughs> he banging away
1: on it. Christ. Um, and then my last category was just unseen. Yeah. And our unseens are Jesse Glass McCasker, who's now had three years as a rookie on our list. So, again, he was injured this year. But, again, you know what you've got with him. You know how he's progressed over his three years. If it's worthwhile to hang on to him, you hang on to him.
0: I I wouldn't uh, be surprised. I think he might... um,
1: Go back to WA. Maybe
0: either play Waffle or if he sort of got roots here, he might just go to a VFL.
1: The only thing I thought of was when you looked at Alex Silvani and you looked at Sam Rowe and you looked at Jesse Glass-McCasker, depending on where he is at his development... If you sit there and you're going, he's not that far off them, I reckon you say you back the kid in for one more year. But because yeah. he's done three years as a, as a rookie, I think yeah. we have to delist him to be able to re-rookie him. And then at the same time, you know, if one of the West Australian sides, you know, trump you and get you in earlier, you know, again, it comes back to how much do we want him? You know, we'll have first pick in the rookie draft. So yeah. again, if he doesn't get picked up and he's the guy that we want, you probably get him anyway. So it'll be an interesting thing as to what... Uh, well, if they Foss, lose, I mean,
0: if, if we don't re-sign... McCasker, re-rookie McCasker, glass McCasker. It's going to really blow a hole in Josh Fraser's defence out yeah, of the well, Northern Blues.
1: Yeah, exactly right.
2: So maybe the number's not eight. Maybe well, I think it
1: re- sounds like it's a little... Well, th- the second half of it is, do we land somebody in free agency?
2: If we land someone in free agency, well, then we happily move on, Nick Graham. Yeah.
1: And the other thing if, is... We for example, if, for you, week- if you land a Luke
2: Shuey, then you go, well, Nick, you're, you're surplus to requirements. Yep, yeah, yeah.
1: you, your spot's just been replaced. Yep. Yeah. You're absolutely right. The fascinating thing is, I think we're going to battle I said Luke Shuey
2: us. like he's available. Andrew,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I figured it was a good example anyway, but yeah, yeah absolutely. Look, I, I think out of... Out of sorry, we'll, we'll finish off on our last two unseens. Un- Obviously, the Frenchman, Kimi Lebois, is one of them. Little bits and pieces, the highlights that we've seen. He looks like he shows something, but he. I know, I can't help but think that he's a kid that gets six possessions a game. But I, I haven't seen rip him A
2: enough. goal against Melbourne. And not, his surname's not real so
1: you
0: know, Six yeah,
2: possessions. Yeah,
0: JLT
1: T- it. game. And, no, no. And, and the lucky last is old mate Killian McDade, who we probably haven't seen a lot of. So we've heard a lot of
2: him because he's always he always features in Andrew McKay's <laughs> weekly injury list video. Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. They should
0: actually just do a Kelly McDade injury update. Correct. Yes, he's he's been, out he's, again. He's
2: been three to four weeks away for the entire season.
0: So with the list ladder, we'll put that together. But lastly, before we leave, we're going to have a very short discussion. Tim's our draft expert. We will have pick number one.
1: Okay, we've got pick number one. We will okay.
0: have. This is like, that we've been a bit... Well, do we have pick number one? Sauce, we've got pick number one. Yeah, yeah. We're not making up two and a bit yeah. games. We're done. All right. What do we do with it?
1: Okay, this is the way that I'm looking at it. It's a good draft. Jack Lukosius is potentially a once-in-a-generation... Is he, though? No, I think, I've think i seen the kid play. Okay. Uh, massive engine, runs all day. He's the best kick in the draft. There was a highlight in the national championships where he got the ball in the back pocket. And he was playing on a wing. So he normally plays centre-half forty. He was playing on a wing, which was a little bit of arrogance by the South Australians. But in any case, he was both directions and all that sort of stuff. Gets the ball in the back pocket. Obviously, he's required to kick it up the line. It's very very early in the game. It's literally the first five, six minutes. It's the grand final of the national championships. He's holding the ball, and he turns and he looks at centre-half back, and there's a bloke that's standing on his own, and there's four opposition players that are almost in a square around him, and he turns and he kicks it right at him. And the bloke marks it, and all four blokes end up a metre within this guy. So it was it was like he, he just absolutely threaded the needle, and the fact that he had the balls to have a crack at it, that he had the skill to be able to hit it. And you're going, you're actually not even really being recruited to do that anyway. Will but, we but, be? But you've got that in your armory.
0: What will out? Will we be seduced by the rank and the Walsh, that the midfielder?
1: Oh, look, I think that we will. So this is what I'm leading up to. I reckon if you can get Jack Lacocious, you probably should. The fear is, would he go home? And do we need another centre-half forward? Got, it's weird. Like if we had Kerno and Lacocious on a half-forward line in four years' time... We mark everything. Like, we're everywhere. We're all over them. Can we get it to them? And, and therein lies our problem. The other thing, you probably need to take a step back and say, look, if we do lock in the fact that we get Dylan Scheel at the end of next season in free agency Whoa. for nothing oh. and we have to give nothing, you may be prepared to say, let's take the key position player um, now and get your midfielder a year later. But I like to get creative.
0: Okay.
1: So I, Buckle I, up. This is the world according to Tim. Strap you know? yourself in. So the first trade that we do, we turn around, we talk to the Gold Coast who have just replaced Tom Lynch. Um, Sorry, have lost Tom Lynch yeah. and they've got compensation. They're going to have picks two and three. If we sit there and say, we'll do the trade to move Jack Lacocious on to mm-hmm. Adelaide, yep. before we do it, we want pick two because we want Sam Walsh. So we say to the Gold Coast, right, you've got picks two and three. We'll trade you our first-round draft pick next year, which very possibly could be number one next year. <coughs> and we'll even throw in Levi Kasbach. Hey, come on down, here. Because Levi. you need a key forward to yeah. be able to replace Tom Lynch going.
0: Then I'll lose a and you,
1: and you give us pick two. And then at pick three, they still get to be able to take Isaac Rankin anyway. Would they do it? Probably not. But for the purpose of the exercise, let's say that we do. Okay. If we have to top it up and give them something else along the way, we can do that too. They can have Nick Graham if they want. Hey,
0: come on down, Nick. Nick so and anyway. Levi.
1: <coughs> so anyway, we've got pick two. We go to Adelaide and we say, right, you want Jack Lacotius? Mm-hmm. You've got pick eight. You've got pick 13. We want Brad Crouch. If you don't <coughs> give us Brad Crouch, we take the two best kids in the country. They want this kid. Brad Crouch has missed the whole season with an injury. He's got enough of a risk there. Just kept Rory slime. So they're going to
2: give us two first-round picks and Brad Crouch.
1: Do they want this kid or not? Mm. Do they want him?
2: Under your point system, what does that leave Brad Crouch as worth?
1: At? Uh, well, that's working on the on the point system is saying that Jack Lakosius is worth three thousand points though, and if he's a once in a generationer, you may be able to turn around and say, look, this year, you know, one draft pick's literally worth four thousand. So four thousand all of a sudden, if you're getting pick eight, which is, and again, I don't want to bore you with the numbers, is fifteen hundred and fifty-one. And thirteen is twelve twenty-one. Yep, you're basically saying Brad Crouch is worth about thirteen hundred, and about worth pick twelve. And if you did an open trade this year, you'd probably get about pick twelve for Brad Crouch. So you're basically saying you want the guy who's on paper worth three thousand. You want him? You pay four. Tell us what you want to do. On the couch the other night, they won't
2: give up two first-round draft picks and Brad
1: Crouch. Well, they said Paul Roos said he thinks the trade is eight thirteen and Jordan Gallucci... And Jordan Balucci was about pick 13. He's played six games of footy. He's got a bit of speed and all that sort of stuff. We drafted his brother and all that sort of stuff, yeah. but he's hardly come along. Feels the quota though, because well, he ends with a, a vowel. Yeah, so at,
2: <laughs> a, apart from, uh, from from Jack and Ben, I don't think we've got another Italian on
1: the list. So we um, hmm. got a Frenchman. We got a Frenchman. So we've done the <laughs> and tra- a Macedonian. So, so we've just done the trade. By the way, we've just signed <laughs> off on this. So Brad Crouch now plays for Carlton. And we've got pick eight and pick 13 to go with our pick two. We also have a second round draft pick from the Western Bulldogs. We have a second round draft pick from Adelaide. So we turn around and say, (laughs) this is a great draft.
0: What have we got? I'm confused. I've lost. What have we got? So we've got two. Right
1: now we have two, eight, 13, and probably about 22 and 28. Okay. So two,
0: eight,
2: 13,
1: Crouch.
0: Would we take Walsh or would we take Rankin?
1: No, you take Walsh.
0: I'm fucking Rankin. D. He made me all sorts of excited. Yeah. Looks, so hold on, hold on. How have
1: we not lost... How have we got picked two? We yeah. gave away our first round draft pick next year. Okay, to, future, yeah. And yeah, Levi yeah. and potentially Nick Graham. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Can we give them um, Jed Lamb as well?
1: If they want him. But let, let's not make light of this, please. So at this point, I've turned around and I've said to St. Kilda... <laughs> Just, Stick with Timbo. Stick with Timbo. We're giving you pick eight. Shit. And we're giving you pick twenty-eight. Shit. You're giving us pick four. Okay. And it, basically, what we're giving them is worth about 2,200 points. What they're giving us is about two thousand. So, so no,
2: in this part here, you're getting logical. It's
1: all right. So, so it's, we're, we're overpaying to be able to get our pick four. If somebody doesn't take Isaac Rankin a three, we'll take him in a heartbeat. But I'm taking four on the basis that I think we take Max King. Oh, jeez. And I think we stash him. And he's the insurance... Well, he's semi-insurance policy with a Harry Mackay as well. <laughs> I don't, I don't Wait, want we it. We can ruck Harry Mackay if you want to. I, I Have
2: th- think
0: you got anyone on the list under 190 centimetres? Do you know what Max King We're
2: reminds tall, me
1: of? Going big, Sam Ace Bowie style. Ace Cordy. He's not Ace Cordy. He's just a tall,
2: skinny, Cordy? lanky kid.
1: Hey, Zane Cordy? Zane Cordy's half decent. Zane Cordy's a premiers And then my final trade, my final trade, Western Bulldogs have got Riley West, who's going to go father-son. Yep. Talk at the moment is he's going to go about pick nine, pick ten. So at the moment, they're going to have, say, pick six. They're going to sit there. We've They've already traded away second-round draft pick for us. They've got nothing in behind it. They've got a next-generation academy kid called Buku Kamas who we're wanting to get as well, who's a centre-half back from Western Jets. <laughs> so I reckon they're sitting there and they're saying, well, we'll trade out of six. We give them the points that's worthwhile and we achieve that through we do we get a priority pick oh yeah we get our priority. we give them priority pick and pick 22. they get the points that they need to take riley west their Buku. african mate and then we're left with pick 13 and with pick 13 we trade that to sydney
0: <laughs>
1: for, for jake lloyd who's out of contract well, so, okay so we had crouch
0: what happened to their pick six
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, and pick six, we're taking, um, we're taking Bailey Scott. So, so we, hold on, hold on. We've up. ended
2: up with pick one, two, three, four, no, 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 no. six.
1: We've ended up with two, four, and six. What about eight? Who's got eight? Two, four, six, eight. We traded away. We to had get four. So we have got two, four, and six. With Brad Crouch, Brad Crouch, Jake Lloyd. We're gonna to have to deal with fifteen people just this to make is the, all this. This, is, this, is,
0: this is the best performance since draft day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I reckon all of that is flat out plausible. So I, no, 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 Brad, but, but no, break. But no, to me, no, okay, I agree. I'm, the, I'm the taking a The on all of this is, I'm not, I'm not trading away pick one unless I'm getting something back. You have to get, a, you
0: have to get a king's ransom. Correct. For it,
2: I reckon you get the picks. I reckon you get the picks, but not break Crouch. I reckon the Jordan Gallucci thing is probably more real. Well,
0: 8 and 13 works.
1: And out to be honest, 2, I'm actually 100 ha- points. I'm not giving up a guy worth 3000 no. in one of the best drafts ever for 2700 points. Especially considering so you are got to give me something else.
0: If they're prepared to even sit down in the room, then yep. there's a there's Would a you tax. give this in the eye and say would you give up
2: one one and change? You're going to have to give up change. One and change for 2 and 3. Um, they get lococious, they replace
0: but how are they getting two and three? Okay, well, i have
2: ask no, you... No, oh, they've, got, they've lost Tom Lynch, mate. Oh, you're talking Gold, Gold Coast. Gold Coast have got two and three, guaranteed. you do have Gold Coast. Yeah, okay. so
1: would you give up one and change? And I don't know what the change is. Well, I'll tell you exactly. Picks two and three is 4,751 points. So your change that you're talking about is the equivalent to pick six. So we need to give picks one and six to get picked two and three. I think if you got two and three and you're Gold Coast, you're just using them. You're just using them, and, and don't forget this is a team that traded away pick two mm. for Lockie Weller last year. Wow,
0: they won't do that again.
1: Yeah, like it's horrendous what they've managed to do last year. So now that they're rebuilding, they've lost their best player and they've got picks two and three. Can I you're get using radical?
2: Picks two and three. Would you give away pick one? We got a second round draft pick.
1: Yep. No, well, we got well, Western Bulldogs of. and Adelaide's one. Yeah. So we have them. Yep.
2: Would you give away the skipper?
0: Mark, Mark Murphy, Murphy. Uh, what for?
1: What are you getting?
2: Picks two and three to get those two gun midfielders. To get
1: Isaac, I'm going to say Rankin, Rankin, Rankin. and Sam. So Walsh. you're giving one Murphy, one and Murphy, and a second round draft pick. That's overs. I reckon it's overs.
2: You got to get the deal done. You're not going. You're not going. But are not going to entice them. You're not going to, got, not
0: going to entice hold, them. We hold the cards.
1: Country. You got the best kid in the country. You just take him. And and. The other thing, the other th- I don't need, I don't thing need. this year is we're going to have we, we can go through the trade period and not trade pick one, but then when he gets a draft day, they're going to have yeah. live trading, live trading. So and, we can and then all of a sudden if some if somebody gets a real hard, we can
0: take, on Lo- for we him, can
2: take Is It's going to be live trading this year. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think so. We can take him it hasn't been just in
2: time for us to stuff it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I like the idea of us taking him and then seeing. I suppose that actually adds adds a bit of interest. So you can
2: trade. Who you draft? Yeah, on draft. So it's full NFL style. Yet to be
1: confirmed.
0: It'd be funny though. Imagine that. Like it adds a whole other flavour to sauce and uh, Justin Reed's rivalry because he could yeah. just sit there and go, "Well, maybe we'll talk about this on draft night." Yeah, because we'll take him. We'll take him. We'll see how keen you are.
1: Well, that, and that's the thing. Like they, they are desperate. They are desperate for this guy. And, and Adelaide, Adelaide. So you're saying, but, we, to, th- but the only for thing us to get two and three, me, we're fam. giving
2: up the, we're giving up the farm. Yeah, for them to get the best kid in the country,
1: they're going to give us two. Brad Crouch, eight and thirteen. The only thing, the only thing, look, their biggest issue is they're going to overrate Brad Crouch.
0: They don't get him, then they don't get him because eight countries. and thirteen
1: doesn't get it done. And we're giving away one to get 8, 13. If they tossed in our what we gave them, be you saw eight, what they rated. You saw what they rated, and nineteen. All of a sudden, you're in, you're in the the frame of what might be worthwhile. But don't forget, South Australia won the national championship. They have Lukasius, who's probably the best player. Rankin's probably the third best player. Jackson Haightley's a big-bodied inside midfielder who's going about pick eight or nine. And they've got other guys throughout the team that they'd happily pick up along the way. So they're either giving up three first-round draft picks or the equivalent of three mm-hmm. first-round draft picks that costs them the chance to get these other guys that they know and have seen and you know uh, the opportunity to be able to develop to be able to get this once in a generationer, huh? I know that, I know, and, no. and, and it always says to me: if they want him that much, draft him, get him a Melbourne girlfriend, keep the kid happy.
0: You know, the thing I think too: what what works in our favour for you were like? There's been a bit of chatter with Rankin; would he's angling Daniel Kerr style and Wingard style that he would go back. Yep. Um, but how many how many players come to how many players come to Melbourne from SA and go back? You see it happen a little bit with WA. Uh, you know, yep. Ebert's done it. I mean, Pavlich didn't. But a, a lot of guys, once they get to Melbourne, they don't go back.
1: We, and sometimes you just got to give them a reason to stay too.
2: And, and, no, absolutely. And, and, Especially if they're not
1: country, country boys.
2: So if they're country boys, yep. you can understand. But if they're from the city, like... You get to Melbourne. From, if you're they're a, a suburban Perth or Adelaide boy, you go... The school's pretty hard. You're yeah. not getting back. You're not going feels back like, to Adelaide. Feels like we live in a country town back
0: there yeah. compared yeah. to here. Yep. Yeah. And that's why you'd say to someone, that's why I loved going off track. Uh, Samo said that. Samo was apparently in those chats, was really keen to. He goes, I want to play in Melbourne. Yeah. Yep. Because I want to come.
1: Well, that's where footy gets played. I mean, Adam mm. Trelaw said it too. He goes, you yeah, know, one of my main, like the whole thing, I chose between Collingwood and Richmond, and it didn't really matter who I went to, yada, yada, yada. He just said, I want to play football on the MCG.
0: I grew up wanting to play football on the MCG. And there's that degree. I think once you give them that lure. Yeah, the, the thing with me with Lacoste is just a little bit nervy. You see him playing, and, and like I said, I haven't nearly had the exposure that you had. But fucking, geez, ranking, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, but then as you sort of say, do you, give, do you give the number one draft pick for a forward
0: pocket? But he could he be more than that? Possibly.
1: But he's, yeah.
0: So can you run us through, before we wrap up, we need to just get our heads around the, the fucking mega trade. No, he... he...
2: You lost us later on oh, because we there were laughing. No, no, no.
0: you're completely disrespecting
1: my
2: work. No, no, no. I love no, your work, but Adelaide. What do they rate Bryce Gibbs? They wanted to give us jack shit. So do you think they're going to give us two Who first the fuck's round? He? They
1: gave us two first round draft. <laughs> jack shit. We gave him a second round draft pick going back it's the it's other German, way.
2: German is a German rookie listed player,
1: but he was also 30 years of age, 29 years of age, whatever he is. This kid that. Mind like, you, um, my point is they don't want to deal. Fifteen years. They don't want to do they want this kid they for fifteen years. What, they what gave what him two the, first round draft quote? picks to get a guy for five years.
0: What was the quote from um oh what was the departed? When he said oh, I give him a whiff of my arsehole. <laughs> what was the quote?
2: Well, I can't remember it right now, but He's I'm gonna crawl
0: it. right up it. it's like that, they they want him. Yeah. They want and they've made no they've made no secret. Oh. Which totally. is weird.
1: Well, I think it's weird, but I I have a funny feeling they've they have said it's three thousand points. We put together three thousand points, we get the kid. And You're going, mate. You're dealing with Stephen Marley, <laughs> and in three have you trade never- periods, who wasn't he wasn't was happy with once, and it's, he wasn't
2: happy with the way you went like, about the whole it's like prize. John,
0: it's like John. Wick style. Have you met this man? Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to just go three thousand. No worries, done. And,
1: and Soss will be sitting here. He will have looked at every single permutation. He'll know what blokes are valued at. He'll know what he's got to be able to play with.
0: It's also be like, you know, the meme with the guy standing in front of the whiteboard. Yep. It'd be like that.
2: I just think if we can land two gun, gun midfielders, yep. then we're off and away. And and this is but my But Can thinking. we get
0: that at 8 and 13? Yeah.
2: Like, no, what? that's why I'm saying I, I'm, I'm. If we end up with two I'm deal- with
1: No, it's two, four, six. We trade away the second rounders to be able to get back into that early first. Okay. That And that's the thing. And the Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs 1 is so we absolutely can get justified.
2: You know how you're saying, how do we get... We can get 6. Yeah,
1: we get 6. Yeah, I think then. you can get 2, 4, and 6. And even with 6, there's, so my a, point there, is, there's an extra couple of hundred points on the table, and, and you may just turn around and say, give us a couple of late picks, because if we want to chase Ben Silvani and Liam Hickmott or Oscar Manton, we can do that there too. So you can swap 2 and 6 for 1 and 3. No, sorry, for, sorry, 1 and 6 with 2 and 3. Yeah, but we were trading 1. What You were saying we we're going to trade... One and six for two and three. Mm. We end up with two, four, and six.
0: Yeah, I'd rather have two, four, and six.
1: Two, four, and six. Although at four you don't get ranking. That's the only. No,
0: Who gets ranking? Hold on a sec. Well, Gold Coast. D- we'll slow down because this is getting
2: way... Out of- How do we land six? Just in isolation.
1: In isolation. That's the doggies pick. So we're going to trade our priority pick and pick twenty-two. So it's the doggies pick and a priority pick gives us pick six. Okay. Now stop. Now we get picks one. Which we have,
2: yep. and six, we give it to the Gold Coast, and you're saying to me that equals two and three. We get Walsh and we get Rankin,
0: but when you they around, get
1: yeah. Lacocious and whoever they want to get at pick six. So you're saying you, you get you yeah okay, you're two and three, and you keep pick twenty eight from Adelaide. Yeah, and two we've, three. And we've kept our first. Hang on, but we're only getting, we're getting two for that future draft pick, so we still don't have a first round draft pick next year. No,
2: no, no. I'm giving oh, no, you, you've them, them coaches.
1: So you've kept your first round draft pick next yeah, year? Yeah, I've
2: given them pick one this year.
1: And so, okay, so we end up with two and three. We're Unless they want, if
2: they want pick one next year and pick six this year, mate, we'd be. I'd, it that's that's fantastic. But it
1: doesn't, right. get, a, doesn't get them coaches, though.
2: So. No. But that's what I'm saying. We give <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: give you pick one next year. Yeah.
2: So I'm happy to take the two gun midfielders, Walsh yep. and Rankin.
1: So you don't get oh, oh, oh. you don't get Jake Lloyd. Because Jake Lloyd's out of contract. He's had two stellar seasons in a row. Sydney are always going to have salary cap issues because of the amount of money that they're... they're, they're...
2: And send them the skipper and get pick 17 back.
0: Maybe. We're giving Sydney Murphy.
2: No, we're giving Gold Coast. Murphy and getting 17. They've got West Coast pick.
1: First round pick this year. And then you use that to get Lloyd. I think Jake
0: Lloyd's
1: it? gettable.
0: At what price?
1: Oh, you're a late first round draft pick. Like they're, they're trying to get Nick Blakey, who at one point in time was regarded as being potentially top three player in the draft. He's certainly top seven. And you know, you're telling me that you just did your predicted ladder and they missed the eight. Well, they'll be able to afford him pretty easily. Mm. But if indeed they finish top four, as I would still anticipate that they would. I don't
2: think they do. But anyway, that's just my... No, no, that's fine. That's fine.
1: Well, let's. I'm anticipating they're getting a late first-round draft pick, and after any of these free agency compensations, it pushes out that little bit further, which means they have that little bit fewer picks available to be able to take the guy that they want. If they can't afford Jake Lloyd, yep. and they can get a first-rounder for him, you've got more than enough picks to cover off Blakey and have other stuff left, and you keep moving yeah. forward. They're also the sort of side that's probably going to say, I'm happy to go into debt next year to be able to get the players that we want and keep a potential Premiership winning list together. They're and not winning a flag. But they, that, Sydney are so far off him. a flag, it's not funny. I,
2: for some reason, we get to see a lot of Sydney play.
1: Well, I'll just ask you this question. Has Ali got the opportunity to turn to a, a quality key defender? I like the kid. Um, Callum Mills has not played the second half Superstar. Of the season. Superstar. Well, you're adding that to a team that you've he, already got that are potentially top four. Well, he's playing. Yeah. But yeah he's a. Oh, well, what's
2: name is dropping out? Old Man McVeigh McVay's dropping out. I'd See, love to big, get him.
1: Well, yeah, but why? What what yeah. value does he give us thought, if we're already playing a 34-year-old Simpson on our half-back line? He teaches in the middle. us what's... Mate, he's been breaking down on the time.
2: Nah. Play VFL.
1: Coach. Yeah. He's the Sam Mitchell. Well, we're, we're, apparently we're into Sam Mitchell. Luke Hodge retired as this time last year. Coach. he retired. I hear you. He's Brisbane's did, best buddy player. If we player. didn't have a half-decent quarterback, half-back flanker, then absolutely I would take him in a heartbeat and he can do the job for two years. But when you've got Doherty coming off an ACL, you've already got Simpson, we don't need that footballer and I don't think you're playing him in the in the midfield. I just think he can go in there. But on principle, he's the bloke that I'd bring to my footy club. Yeah. But I just don't think... I don't think it works. I don't think it suits. If you're bringing him in, you're bringing him in as an assistant coach and just um, Longmire saying, no, I'm keeping him to, to make him a... Um, an assistant coach, so he doesn't want to lose him, but he just may not be able to play him. Mm-hmm. And if he, and if McVeigh says I want to play one more year, two more years of footy, well, maybe, maybe he, they've got cap the problems. The talk is Gold Coast, though. they're, yeah. they're, they're saying they want. They've to got him. cap problems beyond and control that would make because sense for Stuart Jew. Yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the greater likelihood. Mm-hmm. But again, I look at all of this and say, look, I'm. I, th- I think we're getting Dylan Shield next year. So if you're getting him, how hard do you go? Like, how much more do you need to add in one That's year? That's
0: the temptation, you, and you really... You... But if you don't
1: get
2: When's it, free ages? Don't. Is it pre, pre-draft or post-draft? It's the first
1: week of the draft. In fact, no, it's the week before. It goes for two weeks. The first week is pre-draft. The second week is during the draft period. Because my absolute... Absolute and all of fantasy, it is, is You've got that time frame before a certain club goes, we're going to match the bid, or no, we're not going to match the bid.
2: My absolute fantasy position would be to get... Not Chewy. What's his name? Gaff. Gaff. Two and three. And Dylan Schill next year.
1: Okay. One last little thing that we were talking about before. Now, that's we... absolute
2: fantasy. That's that's me no, then asking not... for David Putney you... just because I feel like it. But
1: you can. like that. They could. We could afford them. It's just would they both come?
2: Sell them the message that they are coming. Well, let's just on, hope
1: they let, don't let's, let's sign me, Cripper, first. Let's on Cripper first. Let's sign Cripper first. The only other thing we were chatting about if before, we, if we sign someone, someone podcast, of, the, of the caliber of Gaff, yep,
2: I reckon we can get Cripper to sign longer than two years.
1: Possibly, yeah, you're right. I I reckon we turn around, we say to Gaff and we say to Jeremy McGovern, we've got which one's that? McGovern. Sausage Arms, yeah, West Coast, West okay. Coast. So they're both. This is the thing. They've got two guys at West Coast that will command a million dollars on the open market. And I don't think they can sign both of them. They've got another guy that they're paying a million dollars who's just done his second knee, and it's his good knee, and I don't know that they can fit all three bikes under the salary cap. And there's a little sneaky feeling in me that says, and, and I don't know what the end game is for us, and I don't think that it's beneficial enough, but we've got to pay 95% of us, our salary cap, and if we're not going to get one of these West Coast bikes, let's do a deal that says, we'll take Nat Nui off your hands for Minimum chips give you the salary cap relief to sign the two guys that you want that'll both play another six years of footy for your footy club and hope that he comes good and hope that he comes good and you got it, you got a superstar ruckman
0: that just, with we, 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 with a, that just depends how callous the eagles are, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but how it, 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 they it are. is a business,
1: yeah, no, I agree. And look, we, we've we done two trades two years in a row where we've taken um, who's Matt Newell's who biggest Palmer. fan. Chris Yaron. No. Oscar Judd. Jared Healy. Oscar Judd. Well, how old's Oscar Judd now? He's about seven. And uh, my
2: point is Chris Judd, it's he's obviously very. Very close. Absolutely. He has a good relationship, good rapport.
1: You I just wonder. I just wonder. If 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 the one asset that we have, you you look at North, like apparently North has said today, we're gonna give, we're gonna offer a five year contract to Jared Pollock. At seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year.
0: North, can North just stop chasing them publicly? And
1: they've already said, "Wow." Pollock's already said he's most likely to stay, and you're going, "You're not going to get that money in Port Adelaide." Every single club that North Melbourne throws money at, or player that North Melbourne throws money at, turns around and says, "No, thank you." And like they can't, they can't give it away. Mm. So I'm, I, I don't want to be that team, but we've still got to pay ninety five percent of the salary cap. So we're not going to get Gaff. I heard the other day they reckon Mitch Wallace is more likely to stay at the Western Bulldogs. I don't want Mitch Wallace. I don't want him. No, but he's good for depth, isn't he? Shit,
2: mate, you won't let me play Jared McVay for a year and you want me to play
1: Mitch Wallace, sideshow Bob. Mitch Wallace is, what, 25 years of age, though. You know, what's the
0: Simpsons? Sideshow
1: Mel. So, yeah, I, I just think... Psycho I just think if, if we've got money to spend and we can't get a suitor to be able to give the money to, yeah. and maybe Jake Lloyd covers that off in the immediate term, if that is a trade that we can do, then maybe we don't have to look at Nat Nui. But I just, I look, I keep on trying to think like sauce and go from a strategic perspective. <laughs> it's like fucking Lloyd, sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're sitting there and you're going, if there are teams that are wanting to, like all they need is points, whether the points are made up by... 13 and 22 or 19 and hmm. 22 and 77 or whatever the numbers end up being, if they're just in it for the numbers and you can say, well, we'll take your spot in the draft, we'll give you the numbers you need to be able to pick up the players that you need, you're no worse off. We'll get the guy that we want. Look at it. And in the same way, if there are, there are clubs, and GWS is another one, hmm. who are absolutely strangulated by their salary cap, if you can do the deal that gives them the relief that keeps the core of their team together, and it doesn't cost you that much, that brings in a guy who makes us a better team, you look at it. And again, the, the, the two the two big fish there that they've been talking about are Tom Scully and Dylan Sheehil. And they're saying there that they keep
2: losing here. the same position all the time,
1: and they and they get another one back in there every single year.
2: Yeah, but it's a guy who's five years behind the rest of them.
1: Yeah, yep.
2: Like this cycle is just it's just
1: ongoing. Yeah, They'll well, be a mediocre team for 10 years. Yeah well, yeah. well, Jacob Hopper's starting to show something. Tim Taranto's had a good season in his season. He should we, be a Yeah, uh,
0: we were into Hopper, weren't we? Was yeah, that we just tried well. to get Hopper yeah. last year,
1: and then in the end, we got Kennedy as our alternate. Yeah. And, and in that year, Hopper was the equivalent of like pick four, and Kennedy was the equivalent of like pick 13. Yeah. So, yeah, you're still getting a really good pick, mm. but at four, you're talking seriously elite. Would have loved Taranto. Because he ends with a, a vowel as well.
2: We should we should land him under under the academy,
0: the Gawadagnolo Academy. <laughs>
2: it's multicultural round this week. There so. you
1: go. There you go. So no, and the only other blokes floating around is like guys like Luke Dalhouse. I mean, yeah. I like no, no, Luke no, no, Dalhouse, no, no, but no, I'm not no. desperate to land him to be able to make us a better team moving forward. So no thanks. Well, like Soss
0: said, you could rebuild the list to finish eighth, ninth, tenth.
1: If you want to be mediocre, you can do it. That's yeah. not what we're about. So again, I, I think in a very good draft, he he is the sort of guy that he either he can do his eight thirteen and something else trade with, a, with an Adelaide and say, I oh, know I'm going to get a quality player and bring it in. Mm-hmm. But I think if you've got the opportunity to be able to, you know, pick one of the absolute guns, if you've if you got pick one and you're going to give it up, give it up because you know you're going to get two stars. Yeah, That's the only reason you're going to do the trade. And, yeah. and again... You know, and that's why I'm the, saying the, Gold the first Coast round is the way we get it done. Because the, fir- the one comment I heard early doors was, if Cameron Rayner was in this draft, he'd go at about pick nine. And so he was your number one draft pick. Now, it's not to say... And he's been good. He's been good. He's done his job. But it's not to say that picks 20 and 30 in this year's draft are better than any other year's 20 and 30. It just might be your very top end is just especially good this year. So, again, can you get in there? And equally, if they're that good, how many people are going to give them up? Yeah. And, again, you talk about the West, Like, Western Bulldogs, if they can use pick six, get a gun kid and get Riley West, and get Buku Kamas and all that sort of stuff, the guys that they want, then that's great.
2: <laughs> that's why... So the more you but say I don't this, know that the can. more... I'm thinking, if Jack Lukosius is this once-in-a-generation player... Just take him. No, the, the Gold Coast... <laughs> no, I'm not The Gold that. Coast will will entertain Maybe. one Maybe. and six for yep. two and three.
1: Yeah.
2: Because again, people will go, why would you... Two and three are so high in the draft, why would you drop to six? Because one is such a special talent, like you're yeah, telling us. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Like, we deal with the Bulldogs. These, these get teams are going to
1: have watched all these guys. They're going to know. So anyway, again, I reckon Steven Silvani is a bit of a miracle worker come um, you know, trade period, and he is, city, he, he is holding the keys to the city. Yeah. And he knows how good he is, but he also knows... You know, well, he the ha, frenetics the fervour over him is gonna be. Yeah. And if he can he if he can sit there and say, I can manufacture more out of this than what we've already got but then I, I c cannot... Is he
0: Bo Callahan? Is he was it was the guy in Jerry McGuire. The last Kush. super draft had an Kush, absolute Kush.
2: The last super Super draft had a guy megastar go at one, but the guy at three is arguably just as good. And to, in our eyes he's much better, he's probably the player of his generation. Well, I think he is. Yeah, along he is, along yeah. with a guy who went forty. Yeah, yeah. the so, other the
1: other one is you look back at what Melbourne did, and Melbourne trade pick two to GWS to get Dom Tyson and pick nine. So oh, they took Christian Salem at nine. So Dom Tyson, Christian Salem, Dom Tyson was pick three in his year. You know they've essentially got two first round draft picks for their pick two. As Paul Ruse says, he goes, "Look, we were probably looking at uh, Jack Billings." Was that?
2: Um, and they took Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly.
1: And, and we all have the beauty of hindsight. They had
2: pick one as well, didn't they?
0: No. No. Oh, GWS had one.
2: That's what I'm saying. They had Lucky. Yeah, right? sorry. I you were yeah. Talking.
0: No. Uh, Boyd? Boyd, I think that year. Oh, Jesus. Yeah.
2: My point. This is the whole thing about the priority pick system. Me and Sean keep saying it. You need more picks because guess what? You stuff them up. Yes.
0: Two, four, six.
2: Two, four, six. <laughs> I thought we had one, two, three, five, six. And then the Bulldogs came in and dropped off all. <laughs>
0: In breaking of... news, the AFL has given Carlton five first-round priority picks.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. I think I think if we if we apply for the priority pick and we get it, then Sosa's got a few irons in the fire to be able to do something with and you know that he's going to be dealing with an Adelaide that's desperate to yeah. move this guy on. And as a result, if he can turn it into something that is best for us, because, again, you look through our list, we've got a lot of kids. We've got a lot of kids across three drafts. More kids is... Fine, but if you brought in five kids as well, It's like a daycare centre, yeah, all of a sudden you go, well, maybe you just invest in like the, <laughs> the absolute top end and get crash. two or three of the absolute jets, yeah, and then maybe you're looking at rookie lists for our late father sons and all that sort of stuff. So,
2: I think um, the point that we've 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 made here is that we we do hold the cards absolutely under the old system with us sitting with picks one and two, we'd be laughing. We'd be
0: laughing. We wouldn't trade. You'd just take Lukosius and Walsh or Rankin or whatever.
1: sure we could do a trade to get back into number three. Take all three. <laughs> next, year's, next year's draft pick. No, I reckon,
2: I reckon there's a way we get Rankin. you deal with Brisbane because they would want Walsh, the Brisbane, the Lions, Porter and stuff, and we'd get Rankin. We'd do a deal with Brisbane. Swap around some picks and then get something. So we get Rankin four. Where's Brisbane? Aren't they sitting in
1: third? No, you're, you're basically saying we do the trade to get two yeah. and then you bleed Brisbane because they... No, I'm saying if we end Sam up with
2: one and two under the whole under the old system we would move to to Brisbane they'd give us three and then we... Yeah, you're right. But they're going to end swap up swaps.
1: with like pick five. You reckon they're going to go that far up the ladder? Well, I think they're playing good footy right now I think they're going to finish off with a flurry. Mm. Any case.
2: You know who else is going to finish off with a flurry? Me on the way home. <laughs>
1: Fair I've got to eat my pizza. Finish
0: off a McFlurry. Corrector. Well, that was... A very I, long. I like that. I like that. We might... Uh, this, this might Revisit. Be- this might have become a two-parter. Yeah. I was just working out the cut in my head. I reckon
2: yeah. the the draft part will we'll put as a bonus. This, be- will, be,
0: this will be immaterial material for the people listening because it will or it won't be. <laughs> so I'm not sure why we're outlining <laughs> our plans to maybe split it in half now. It's going to be Back to the Future 2 into 3.
2: yes. I think the, uh, the speculative bullshit talk about drafting, oh, which is fun, which is what people want to hear. They want the fantasy. They want it's the draft wonderful. day. They it's, want the movie. It's,
0: it's, that's what they want. It's wonderful. But now look, thank you. For, we'll have to revisit this maybe a little bit closer to the draft. Once the season's sort of done and dusted, we can do a thorough sort of list overview and, and we'll obviously know a little bit more about what's happening and where we're positioned and how we're looking. Yep. But uh, for Sean Peterbudge, for Fabian Guadagnolo. See you later, gents. And for Tim Davis.
1: Always fun. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. See you guys. Tell